started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. Lately, I've found myself writing about glamour magic for some upcoming transits, and it's also been on my mind for some other things I'm cooking and creating relating to my ongoing Eros research, that being the archetype Eros, Cupid, and the asteroid. So we're on the same page. Glamour magic, as I see it, is imbuing anything with the intention to make it more beautiful, alluring, or interesting. Classically, this could be our appearance, but it could also be the process of deepening our romantic perception. It could be a magical spell we cast around imagining ourselves to be creatively inspired when in a moment we feel blocked or not that creative. Its possibilities are far-reaching I've braided my hair before bed and imbued into the braid. I have vivid, prophetic dreams. What I'm currently realizing about glamour magic is that I don't enjoy life as much without it. Sometimes my attention goes more towards sobriety or realism or shadow work, as I don't believe glamour magic is meant to be a band-aid on deeper issues that ought to be addressed or transformed. My Virgo parts have a real issue with sprinkling magic on top of dysfunction as a form of avoidance. There are liabilities of glamour magic, that being ways we create smoke and mirrors around ourselves as to not actually be seen. It's creating a certain veneer of niceties, for example, while feeling more bitter internally. It's playing and living out a role to keep people at a distance and we don't end up feeling truly felt or connected. I've been starting to think of that as a misuse of glamour magic, where we live inside of illusions or create illusions as a way to hide from life or from others, as opposed to utilizing glamour magic to live in deeper relationship to our dreams and to connect more creatively with people, right? It's like if you were getting creative about your friendships and relationships, glamour magic is getting romantic with life or with anything that we're pointing it to. Lately, it's been in the spirit of ecstasies, the Dionysian mythopoetic ceremonial immersion into peak experience that I'm hosting with Carlo Palomino in Greece this summer. Link in the notes to learn more about it. But in the spirit of this field, this frequency, I've been tending to the creation of joy and elevation in my daily life with this added energy and intention, which has looked like instead of sitting longer in my limitations or moods, I'm in a practice of stretching my upper limits. This has been showing me pretty quickly. The places I'm holding non-forgiveness, bitterness, resentment, etc., in my heart. here's where a car alarm is going on outside. I'm not sure if it's picking up on the mic. And so I've been doing forgiveness practices 
and moving with some of the grief that's been stored there. And I'm having this huge heart opening experience. I open the Akashic Records and ask for support, integrating and being with my most challenging and dense feelings. It's working and things are thawing out. This was a teaching I picked up from my Akashic Records teacher, Daniela Gill. She gave the suggestion of that's something that you can work with your channel for. Um, and I've been having such healing experiences. So when I notice my melancholy or irritation in life, I'm leaning into practices, whether it's the Akashic Records or embodiment or movement or singing or drumming, whatever it is in any given moment, I'm leaning into practices to greet and alchemize this material. Without realizing it immediately, I've been bringing glamour to my grief even, giving it space to move, to have song, to turn into poetry. And it's exciting and freeing up energy in my body and life. Grief is becoming Eros. Grief and Eros are highly connected as I've picked up. I wrote something the other day during an Akashic Records session with myself and forgiveness ritual. It goes, I have visions of the other side of grief, as in where the wave of it will crash and become new life. I sense my lungs expanding to take in more air than they used to. I see my single-pointed desire, lost its target, shatter into thousands of specks of pollen in the wind, like the first grief of becoming finite, singular, and then remembering infinity again. It's a reset. Every passing encounter presses into my inner vision, neon shapes thrumming. What I thought I wanted, I ended up trading for an electric flow, the captivating singular glow of the moon shared amongst a bed of stars instead of it alone owning the night. I've been inventing visualizations for myself to nourish my process or stretch myself into my prayers. And this is a form of glamour magic. Right, it's, it's giving the moment or it's giving it the energy of my current being an extra dynamic flair according to my intention. So I imagine ways I want to feel and I create a scenery or an auric field that transmits that feeling to me. And I imagine receiving it until I'm feeling it. And it's like I enter a wormhole into a new reality. I think of David R. Hawkins' statement in his book, Power Versus Force, that beauty and pleasure are merely forms of high energy. Pleasure resources and vitalizes us. I'm realizing that my practice and vision of glamour magic is about working with pleasure, play, and imagination in service of a more extraordinary life and deeper connection. I allow glamour magic to surface and resource stuck, wounded parts that are ready to heal and integrate. I turn to glamour magic, not to hide, not to repress or to avoid, or to sprinkle glitter on something that actually needs to be looked at, but to animate my creative imagination and play with the fields of infinite possibility in life. It connects me to all my feelings, not just the sparkly chosen ones, and helps me feel more richly connected to my entire experience. 
quite possibly, this is the work of Saturn's current transit through Pisces, to play with magic and fantasy in the most responsible, grounded way possible, to not leave dreams undreamed, and life a bitter, realistic life, neither to live in delusional fantasy, but to responsibly wield the dream and to do so actively. You can join me in some current offerings. One, of course, is Ecstasies, where I will be collaborating with Carlo Palomino, embodiment guide, dear friend of mine, for a magical experience in Crete, Greece, this summer solstice, June 21st through 25th. Ecstasies and peak experiences can be created, gardened, and cultivated in the body, in our expression, in our movement, in our consciousness. Through the gateways of storytelling, myth, astrology, and embodiment, ecstasies is a ritualistic immersion into peak experience. You can hear a few of our conversations on the podcast in recent episodes, and you can find the link to apply in the notes. Another opportunity to work together is one-on-one coaching. Using your natal chart and transits as a living map, over time we explore what is coming up in your life and inner world. As an astrologer, I get to live out my awareness of my own chart, and I know how powerful it can be. In collaboration with you, we combine the material of your life and your aspirations and desires, your struggles, whatever's coming up, And I can bring illumination on where this is showing up in the chart with my astrological sight and expertise. I work in the spirit of becoming aware of the limiting or shadow expressions of certain placements and discovering and leaning into any of the infinite elevated potentials of those same placements. In addition to talking about the astrology and giving illumination and clarity in that way, This work together is experiential through EFT tapping, a somatic trauma healing technique, guided visualization, and the Akashic records. You can email me, sabrina at monarchastrology.com, to set up a call to talk about your desires and goals for working together. And then my books are also open for May for evolutionary fusion readings. These are 75-minute readings grounded in my decade-plus specialty of evolutionary astrology, which resources Pluto and the lunar nodes to get a glimpse into the major themes and life of the soul. I additionally incorporate Hellenistic thought and minor asteroids and Greek myths. The session ends with integration through EFT tapping, a somatic trauma healing technique, Akashic channeling, or personalized visualization. So one of those three, depending on what came up in the session. These readings have been so profound and special to offer an experience, and you can find the link in the notes to book that as well. So I've also just been dropping the invitation that I love hearing from you, and even though listening to this podcast doesn't come with like a little comment box, you can totally share a screenshot of you listening this on your podcast app and tag me and talk about how it's impacted you. You can send me a DM, Sabrina Monarch on Instagram, or any other way that you want to just like share the word about this podcast or let me know your thoughts. Um, I really do appreciate it and I love hearing from you. So I will leave you with that, uh, some of these invitations and this meditation on glamour magic. 
more to come because I'm talking about it lately and it's been in my writing, but also um, something's cooking. I'll just leave it at that. And until next time, stay glamorous.